Hello and welcome to What's the Story Ghost. I'm your host Annette. And I'm Stephen. I'm not the host today, you're the host today. I'm the host with the most. Uh, sorry, and we are now on episode 83. Broken knee. Yeah, see, if it was left to me to come up with the bingo calls, they'd be shocking. Not that yours aren't like shock factor. Yeah, I, ha- it, I have to like. It's like when you translate, you, like English is your first language, but then you have to translate <laughs> it. I have to translate it from a dirty <laughs> bingo call to a because clean we, bingo we call. are clean. We are clean. We're full of ghosties. We, but not... we make we, we give off the perception of clean. Yeah. But anyway. Um, I'm on the wrong side of the table. This is very weird. I feel like I'm completely out of my comfort zone. That's because this week I'm actually going to visit the place we're talking about and I asked Annette to do the homework but I also asked could I do the reading bit. Yeah. So, sorry. No, it was your recommendation. I'm kind of super, it's like a, it's a nasty colour on me, jealousy. I'm so jealous that you're going. So basically by the time you guys hear this episode, Stephen will have already gone. So, you know, no stalking my husband, please. That would be weird. <laughs> Imagine us with fans. <laughs> we crack on? Yeah. We've covered a haunted monastery and we have covered many haunted prisons. So I think it's fair to say we are semi-qualified to assume that seldom does it end well when a building originally built as a monastic settlement is then transformed into a prison. Today we begin our story just 15 kilometers off the coast of Cork on a modest little island of 104 acres within Cork Harbour, one of the biggest natural harbours in the world. Spike Island's strategic location within the harbour meant it was the best location to build a fort to defend the harbour. So it was built as an oppressive defensive island to protect the British Empire during the early 1800s. At the time, the British were at war with Napoleon. If Cork Harbour had ever been attacked by the French, Napoleon would have easily invaded Britain through Ireland. White Island was never built to be a prison, but it did become the biggest prison in the world from 1847 to 1883 with over 2,500 convicts imprisoned at any one time. New York's Sing Sing prison held 1,600 prisoners around the same period. Alcatraz Island held just over 1,500 prisoners in its entire 30 years of existence. Yes, bigger prisons have been built since then, but at the time it was an incredible capacity. Spike Island turned into a transportation centre first and then as a prison to house British and Irish convicted prisoners. They were sent there and used to construct the vast majority of the fortress. While Spike Island did house hardened criminals and political prisoners, most famously Irish nationalist John Mitchell, for whom the fort that became the prison is now named. Many confined there were petty thieves who had fallen in hard times and committed small crimes to make ends meet. But the law back then in Ireland and Britain meant that what we would consider petty crimes today served seriously long sentences. If you stole things like clothing or food, you could have been sentenced to 7 to 15 years of transportation. As the years wore on, some inmates were sent to Australia or Van Diemen's Land, which is now called Tasmania, to finish out their sentences and then to populate the colonies. By the year 1850, there were 2,300 British and Irish convicted prisoners sent to Spike Island, which led to a lot of cells being overcrowded with prisoners. The cells were already very small. Evidence found states that up to 15 convicts were crammed into these cells at any given time. The prison was faced with illnesses like pneumonia and tuberculosis, but with the cells overcrowded, there was no way to contain it. Back then, the prison was less about reformation and more about punishment. Between 1850 and 1854, one prisoner died on average every day and roughly around 1,200 people died on Spike Island. University College Cork Bioarchaeologist Barra O'Donovan 
began a project in 2013 not only to conduct excavations at various sites across the island, but also to do a deep dive into government archives, first-hand accounts of prisoners, officials, guards and other historical sources. Over six years, O'Donovan and his team helped unravel some of the site's history and gained new insight into how the 19th century British penal system in Ireland functioned. Along the way they found evidence of Spike Island's operational deficiencies, deplorable living conditions and institutional racism. They have also revealed the respectful behaviour some prisoners exhibited towards their fellow inmates upon their deaths, because when you died on Spike Island, you were buried on Spike Island, and it was left to the other prisoners to bury you. This is little comfort when you think prisoners weren't just locked in their cells. They were chained to the walls for 23 hours a day in complete darkness. Psychological punishment seems to be rampant and mental illness was a huge issue. Bike Island was known as a silent island, so some of the prisoners were not even allowed to have any communication. Imagine being prison guard, doing a round, and as you walk the halls night after night, you can hear the inmates slowly lose their minds. Silence from one cell, maniacal laughing from another, and crying from another, because these were prisoners from all walks of life, with all types of criminal backgrounds and all ages. One particular prisoner was 11. He was found to be in possession of a pocket watch, which was considered to be of more value than him. He was arrested. Now, he very likely may have stolen it, but the fact that he wasn't caught stealing and merely just presumed a thief, he was arrested and sentenced to seven years transportation. But he never made it to Australia, having died while on Spike Island instead. In more recent years, Spike Island suffered severe damage in 1985 after a riot broke out when prisoners lit fire to the timber floors in cell block A, but a lot of extensive damage had already been done to the building in 1921 during the War of Independence when approximately 900 Republican political prisoners were held in A block who also rioted. Prison started to wind down after the 1985 riot with the last prisoner leaving in 2004. Now we have only touched off a small part of the history but you can already begin to understand why so many believe Spike Island is haunted. Apparently, a spirit of a soldier has been walking around Spike Island and has been seen on several occasions. There is a document recording in the newspaper from 1941. A guard on duty said, It was coming close to 2 o'clock in the morning when he turned around and saw a soldier walking towards him. He knew that the soldier wasn't from that time though. He somehow knew it must have been from an earlier period. Needless to say, he was startled by him so he shouted halt who goes there because that was the call used at the time but there was no answer the soldier didn't stop but a guard of duty aimed and he shot his gun in the air but still close to the soldier it stopped and started walking into a building known as a guard room where the guard of duty should have been standing had those events not just occurred an officer came down to him being that it was the middle of the night and they heard the gunshot Guard on duty told the officer the story, but his reply was, You must be tired, go back to bed, I'll take over duty. But then, no more than two hours later, the officer saw the same spirit soldier come right across the yard. He said it came to him very, very quickly, so he took out his pistol and started firing on it, but noted that he felt a bullet went right through the spirit soldier. The spirit is now referred to as the Gaunt Gunner and has been described as a soldier with either no eyes or its eyes being black and you cannot make out his face. Many also claim the underground tunnels are haunted. They were originally used to store weapons and ammunition, but later served as solitary confinement cells for prisoners. The other solitary confinement cells in the punishment block, the only purpose built building on the island, are also rumoured to be haunted. 
many visitors have reported seeing shadows, heard footsteps, and also heard voices. Seemingly, the most haunted area in the island is what's referred to as the Abandoned Jail. This hellbox dates back to the 1980s, so there are no shortage of stories of a shadow man that comes from there, with some photographic evidence of him also being captured. People have also claimed to hear screaming and more terrifyingly being physically hurt by the spirits that lay in wait there. The work being done on Spike Island is amazing, preserving history is amazing. The ghosties, let's call them part of the furniture, and Spike Island, their home. So what did you think of that? That was amazing. That was so good. Really well written. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't realise how how Okay, are we old that we think that 2004 was recent? Yeah, because it, 10 no, years because ago was like, 1990. I finished school in 2006. Oh so God. for me, I'm like, if it's in my lifetime, if it's in, like, say, my dad's lifetime, we got a taxi the other day to the Board Gosh Theatre, and the taxi driver on the way home was like, ah, oh, back in my day, it was called Intercert. And I'm like, oh God, I remember my dad saying it was an Intercert. So if we're still referring to things as junior and leaving cert years, that to me is still was it always relevant. The, was it always the leaving cert? Or was it the inter cert always... and the cert? <laughs> I don't know if anyone ever actually went on to the, uh, the leaving cert. Back in my dad's day, I think school kind of ended after 16. I don't think anyone really went on and did. Like, there was definitely no TY. Ah, people went on. There was people, college students. No, so. college, yes. But I don't know if secondary school went on for as long as it did. I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Um... I'm now starting to realise why you find it so difficult to sporadically come up with actors or actresses for parts because I wanted to listen to the story even though I, I, I wrote the material for it. I wanted to hear it from you because sometimes I find when I'm reading the material and then I'm writing it, I don't. it's not that I don't get to enjoy the story and please don't think I'm a narcissistic person but I love listening back on old episodes mm. because... Uh, one of the things that I thought was a bad thing was I go into the history a little bit and when I listen to old episodes like I don't know the rectory that we covered I'd love to listen to that again because at the time when I was doing the study for it I knew everything off by heart whereas now I'm like what what year was that again or I love listening back to the episode so I found it really difficult to come up with any characters because <laughs> I was trying to listen to the story. Well, there's only one main, medium. yeah. The the gaunt soldier. Yeah, I, I had I had actually thought this is I'm I'm gonna pull a you on it. I've been watching Star Trek Next Generation on, again. Yeah. Data's character, I think he, I think he'd be perfect because he's quite uh, thin and gaunt looking. Mm-hmm. So when you said the gaunt run or the gaunt yep. gunner, I was like either him or Voldemort. They're the two things that uh, I've been watching at the moment. Yeah. Um, anyway, as you say over in this, I digress. <laughs> yeah, but I do a lot though. I loved the day I learned what I digress mean. Because mm. then I was like, now at least if I go off on a tangent, I can sound kind of hoity-toity about it. And be like, but I digress. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, that's 10 minutes of my life I'm never going to get back again. <laughs> Did you know a lot about it? Do you feel a little bit better now going to your tour, feeling a little bit more informed? A little bit more informed. Yeah. Not, we, we, I, I do believe we're going on a guided tour for party. Yeah. But I'm going to be like, did you know about this? And my wife said, and I have it on a reputable paranormal source. No, no, no. Semi-professional. Semi-qualified. I'm just going to say reputable source. 
my wife's head. So what is the plan? You go into Kent and then you get the train to Cove. Cove. And then you go from Cove on the ferry over to Spike Spice. Island and you have your tour there. This place is huge, Stephen. Like, yeah, yeah. I think we're spending the island itself three or I think four is about hours. 104 acres. That's why I was like, a modest little island. It's fucking huge. But the inside of the fort itself is supposed to be bigger than Alcatraz. Oh. Um, and I was absolutely astonished to find out that for a, even a small period of time, it was one of the biggest prisons in the world. Because when you're talking about capacity, like it's not like it is now where every person. Oh, what did I have seen was 2600 or something. Yeah. I uh, know 2500. But like Alcatraz was something like 1500. 2500. Yeah, Sing Sing is 1600 at the time. Nowadays prisons are probably square footage much much bigger because yeah. they can only fit maybe two. Actually sorry, no. When this when Spike Island was opened in 1983, 85, they had knocked out some of the walls in the only purpose built building in the whole fort that was purposely built for the prison there's only one building the rest of them were all fort one of them is a converted uh, chapel or converted converted church it's actually quite a big building um they broke in through one of the walls so that they could put three to a room so three to a room would be the biggest that you would really see mm. now which is why square footage as i said it would be a lot bigger but capacity it's all well and good saying, yeah, we held 2,500 convicts, but the conditions that they were held in, like some of them before they either, before they went to transportation or before they got, when they first came in, there were literally like 10 of them to a cage. Mm. You could be in this cage as someone who stole a loaf of bread for your family. Now, again, when we talk about this, I'm not saying theft is right in any way, shape or form. We just don't have the government help that we have now and given that there was no food shortage in Britain during the famine and they could have helped and yet this was built as a defence force to try and keep the British Empire safe mm. and the famine was so detrimental to, I mean, aside from the people that died, a million people, if not more, emigrated. There was food. It just wasn't given to us. So the fact that somebody went out and stole a loaf of bread to go home and feed their kids and yet they were put into this cage waiting to be processed with someone who had just murdered three people just for the sake of it. And like I said, there was one story of the 11 year old who stole a pocket watch, but he was just found with the pocket watch. He wasn't, mm. it wasn't a case of stop that kid. He stole, it wasn't like he was caught red handed. He was looking at the watch and or something silly. The, the sad part about it is, is if it's any way, in any way valuable, it would have been sold. But if it was in a family heirloom, yeah. And it was from a different time when they had money and then they just became poverty struck. And that was the one heirloom he had left from his dad's. Like that's that's where my brain went. Although then again, I did I did say he may very well have stolen it, but there's no proof that he did. Um, but it's, it's just so sad to think that the two, two and a half thousand is a, yeah, that's a deadly number. I'm like, yeah, but they were shoving people in like they were like sheep on the way to slaughter. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know if conditions are, or I don't pretend to know the conditions are in, in prisons now. I just know back then there was no regard for human life and there was no regard for mental health. And it was probably not early in the 
remember most of the prisons that we've spoke about Eastern State yeah. the most recent one in Port Arthur mm. had the silent building as well all of these prisons had these silent buildings or these silent policies throughout the whole fort where it was like you cannot speak to another soul yeah and you can't speak to the prison guards oh and by the way we're going to lock you in your room for 23 out of 24 hours a day oh and you know you're going to be in the dark because most of these rooms didn't have windows so you're chained to a wall in a dark room you're not allowed to speak to anybody and i'm like yeah you're gonna be you're gonna be fine perfectly right there was no like i did say that as well there was no there was more punishment than reformation yeah yeah that's um, so that's my ramble Sure. Uh, I didn't fall down a rabbit hole because this was a rabbit hole because I knew none of this mm. before I did the, uh, the rabbit oh, that's for the cool. episode. That's I knew good. none of it. I knew Spike Island existed. I think I read that the monastery was built 580. I could be wrong. I think it was around about the 500s. I didn't realise it was that old. Um, I also didn't realise that Cork Harbour is one of the world's biggest natural harbours. I didn't know that. I knew it was big, but I didn't realise how big it was. Mm. But yeah, it was a really good episode to cover. I really enjoyed it and I, I, I hate you. I'm so jealous that you're going. <laughs> You'll have to take loads of pictures um, and send them to me and then I can actually upload them oh, for the Instagram page instead mm. of having to credit somebody else's photos. Um, but I think we will finish up there. Say your words? Yeah. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Annette will of course include the links in the show notes if you have any questions on this or any other episodes our socials are what's the story ghost on Instagram and what's the story ghost at gmail.com if you have any personal stories you would like to share and those are all my words yeah exit jingle oh no I'm not even going to try and do that exit jingle exit jingle I'm going to say that song I can't think of it that was really aggressive well any any of the things we talked about that had any musical in it the intro to something 7am the usual mornings I don't know the rest of the words Bye. Bye. What was that? It's the first song in Tangled. Ah, all the kids listen to. I knew I recognised it. Because she's locked in the prison. <laughs> I no. thought you were going to do something like Star Trek or something that we were talking about.